Special thanks to D9 for providing the music for this episode and many of our previous episodes. We were lucky enough to grab several of those and put them together as the music bed for our episodes that we're doing here about Candyman and Hannibal. I wanted to thank him for the spooky tones and music that he's bringing in. He also wrote our James Bond theme in season one. So just a shout out to D9. Go check out his live stream on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. Go check it out every day. Go give him a like, subscribe, and leave him some comments and tell him what beats you like. This one is called Sliding. It's one of my favorites. It's one of his most viewed right now. Go and have a listen. And thanks to D9 for providing our music. I'm the podcast without fear, Luke. I'm the uncanny Ryan. I am Kylie the Poodinger. I am the superior Caitlin. And I am the agitated Kyle. And, and we are most of the Nerd Dome podcast. Every Friday, some variation of this group gets together and talks about all things nerd. The newest stuff in TV, movies, comics, video games, and more. So join us in the Dome every Friday to hear all things nerd. From a bunch of people who are probably a bit too into it. Think of the children! It was You can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye, our continuing series on the films and TV shows surrounding Hannibal Lecter in our second season where we're talking about Disney princesses, but not now. So we're talking about Hannibal. And here we are in season two of the TV show itself. And we have a very special guest who we talked about in our first uh season uh galen you are back welcome back to the podcast and welcome to talking about hannibal thank you thank you so much i'm i'm glad to be here (laughs) we are glad to have you so um you and you are one of the biggest mads mickelson fans for people who didn't hear our casino royale episode um i don't know any any other any other things we need by way of introduction for you um i i don't think so okay unless oh. you know of something i don't know <laughs> oh, was good. i don't know just if you had something to plug or something like check out my only fans no, oh no, no. <laughs> we always plug our only fans here so, uh, plus one. 
<laughs> Sorry, that's that's only that's only some of us. Um, <laughs> only if you have a basement. That's a that's a pre- well. I, I do yeah. have a I do have a basement actually. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> always aftercare basements and clawfoot tubs. I think is what yep. we're going yeah. after. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so, uh, returning champ Melissa Martinez, welcome to the podcast. So sorry about the Cowboys today. Yeah. Well, at least I had fun with my nephew and my brother. So, you know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy to talk about this show. I, I can't believe how much I forgot rewatching this from when I first watched it live as it was airing. So I'm excited. Yeah. Season two is great. Yeah. Season two. Um, welcome back to the pod. Uh, our international traveler who barely made it back through th- Thanksgiving travel. Brookheim, we are so glad you're back. Thank you. I'm making a turkey as we speak. I feel a little bit like Hannibal. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> uh, is that a, is that a euphemism or are you actually I... making a turkey? <laughs> <laughs> I am actually preparing our Thanksgiving dinner okay. very, very late right now. Okay. Just check. Oh, wow. Because okay. if, if it was a euphemism, I mean, high five. <laughs> you know, you never cease to amaze me, Brooke, because I'm pretty sure she's c- cooked like whole entire meals before while she podcasts. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you're very she's multi-talented. Like, she's cooking from the hot much. tub, doing all this, like do, helping with homework all at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm not sitting like in my chair with my podcast mic and like, and that's the only thing I have to do. I, I can't do it. So props to you, Brooke. Way to yeah. way to do that. Um, multitasking champ. Yeah. Multitasking champ. Um, also good at multitasking, JB Flinders. How you doing? Oh, hi, y'all. Sorry uh, about your penalty-ridden Dallas Cowboys today, Melissa. I was okay, one, one mention was good enough, y'all. We don't have to rub it in, okay? <laughs> we, we didn't get that on the podcast that, that you are the true winner because... You you never shoot yourself in the foot with penalties, so kudos <laughs> to you. But no, it you know it's been a while since we've chatted, and I'm you know Melissa went away and Brooke went away, and you're both back safe and um, and in good health. So that's yeah, that's the best part of the holiday. So welcome oh, back, oh, everyone. Yeah. Glad you're all here. Thank you, Jay. Baby. Yeah, and and so here we are talking about maybe the most fucked up season of network television <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't know is there is there a stranger oh more violent more sexual thing that has ever made it 13 episodes on network tv than this not on network hell no, not even so. most cable i mean not yeah. in the us there, yeah there were some there were some match game episodes that were pretty racy back in the- <laughs> you gotta watch out for those <laughs> dumb doris was so dumb <laughs> oh my gosh match game <laughs> getting pretty racy there <laughs> no but this is yeah this is a messed up show and not only the the violence the sex but just the 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 tone what is actually happening here between our main characters Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham um and I think Galen I don't I don't remember if you had a specific term for it um (laughs) 
You mean what I call the show? Yeah. I do. I do. So this is mind fucking in three parts. This is part two. (laughs) 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 This is, I think, and this is the most of, of the three. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This, this is, this is like this serious mind fuck. It's like in parentheses after. Yeah. Cause they're, they're both like, I, I don't know. How do we, how do we say this? Like, Will is convinced Hannibal is the Chesapeake Ripper and he can't necessarily prove it, but he knows it. And Hannibal has admitted it as much, but only in so far as to try to like ensnare Will. And then it's this weird, like, will they, won't they thing up until the very end. It's like, just do it already. (laughs) And can we talk about how, and and Melissa, we talked about this a little bit last last season, but I, I, this, again, this is the second time I watched it. I was so, it was almost like I was distracted by everything except the two of them. I was like, get this Mm -hmm. stuff out of the way. I don't want to see Mason. I don't care about the pigs. I'm like, let's get back to this super erotic charged relationship, right? Yeah. I I was disappointed that I felt like the episodes kind of dragged when it was about Crawford or Alana or some of those things. Or Abigail. Yeah. Fucking Abigail. Just go already. Please. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, that's what I I didn't notice that the first time, but when, you know, after Melissa brought it up, for season one i felt this about season two even more so like get it over with let's do this will hannibal thing this is really really good well you know i think a lot of that too is because it's so much more charged this season with you know the whole trial and 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 really trying to get down to the meat of like you know will being able to prove that hannibal really is a chesapeake ripper and it's it's just like yeah so yeah i, I agree it's even more so this season where you're just like oh my god just let's just you know yeah yeah and 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 so much happens too there's like uh there's there's so many uh like we have to say goodbye to some of our favorite characters like very early on yeah i was was pissed yeah i i almost didn't want to watch the show the next week um after really? yeah after beverly we're talking about beverly right about beverly yeah beverly yeah, yeah. yeah. that was hard and not just that just the way he displayed her like he did mm-hmm. it, it, it's uh, first of all i was like whoa they just keep going hard every week this yeah show. but but she and i said this last week or last uh when we discussed the first season he was my favorite side character, you know, yeah. and and to see her done like that, I was like, oh my god, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. And I was a little mad, and I wonder if any of you had this reaction, because um, you know there's not a lot of people of color in this show, you know, yeah. Yeah. and then they took one off the board, the best one in my mind, because I like her way more than Jack Crawford, and uh, that was rough on for me, you know, to accept because. You know, and I say this a lot in a lot of stuff we discuss. More people of color is like always my studio notes, right? right. Um, and and so when you take one off the board, especially in such a violent way, uh, it, it's hard on me, you know, because there's so few people of color, especially women of color on TV, you know, and representation matters. So it, that oh. was rough for me. So yeah. 
Agreed. you know it, but yeah that was like a double whammy that was the hardest part of this whole season that and fucking abigail but other than yeah. that um yeah everything i mean there's a lot of things that just made you like go whoa on this season but that one was the hardest by far yeah agreed and that not only that oh sorry go ahead galen Oh, I was just going to agree that, that that was really tough. I remember the first time I watched it, I will not disclose how many times I have seen this series. I'll just leave it at that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time I saw that, I literally had, like, my mouth just dropped open. I was like, holy crap, are you even serious right now? You know, I will admit that when I first was introduced to Beverly Katz, I didn't really like her. But that didn't last very long for me. I, I quickly grew to really really like her um so yeah it, it was it was that was that was hard and it was hard on will too you know he finally you know he had someone within the fbi who was willing to listen to him and and help him you know gather the the evidence that he was trying to get and um and then that happened and, and he kind of felt responsible for that yeah. you know so he took it hard too you know, Melissa, the one thing I kept going back to when, when I was watching this season, because you know there's that draw between these two characters, right? And I had to keep reminding myself, remember, Melissa said Hannibal is a total dick, right? He's evil, <laughs> right? Because you go through this season, and by the end, you're kind of like, these two are cute, right? Like, oh. And you have to keep reminding yourself, Hannibal took everything from this guy. Mm -hmm. He yep. took his friends. He took his, he almost took his life, his, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. And, and it, in the end, there are these, you know, the shippers who are like, oh, oh it's, yeah. it's so mean that Hannibal did that to him. Like, this dude is evil. Melissa said so. We have quotes <laughs> with her name underneath. I know. It, it, makes you you, know? it makes you ask the question, you know, do you, are you watching the show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how much does this guy have to do for you to go, no, Will is doing the right thing thing yeah trying to bring this guy down the only way he can right playing this game so and you know what that kind of ties in remember when i was talking about hero worship and how before this show even they they worshiped like the version of hannibal that play was played by um what's his name the guy who won the oscar yeah, that guy. Yeah, that the, guy. The, the 85 year old uh, <laughs> push up, push up doing yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so he's hanging people from the cage at 92, <laughs> right? <laughs> so bad with names. Anyway, so, um, so it, it kind of goes back to that because this version of Hannibal is so enigmatic that I see how people kind of want to slip into that hero worship. And especially right. with all of that homoeroticism between him and and will it, it's i i think it would be very easy but you know what kept me from not doing that was when he killed beverly that yeah. to me that was like okay <clears throat> reset because this guy is an asshole he's you know and and yeah um even though they did kind of pay it off i wonder if y'all agree with me because people really wanted to see them get it on, right? Hannibal and Will. <laughs> yes, and yeah. there was a penetration in the final between the two of them. It was just Hannibal's knife. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It was the tool that people wanted him to penetrate Will with. Um, but I felt like that was sort of the payoff that people were going to get. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like maybe they did that on purpose 
because that, it, it was erotically charged, right? Even totally. though the attempted murder. There, there was a lot of emotion going on in that scene. Yeah, oh, sure. a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I, we're not we're not going to talk about it for a couple of days, but I love what they do with it in the first couple episodes of season three. Oh yeah, right? I, I, can't I mean I, I forgot that, <laughs> and I was watching it, and you know the part in in the in Italy. You're mm -hmm. like, oh wow! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. That is that may be one of my favorite episodes of all of yeah. the seasons. Is, is can I can I yeah. just yeah go can ahead I just say that um, again when I first watched this 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 series when I got to season two and and let me tell you I because I didn't watch it when it aired I really wanted to but we didn't have cable at the time. Uh, we didn't we really didn't have much of TV and, and I just didn't get a chance to watch it and and so I didn't watch it until I was able to stream it and I spent hours just like glued to the television just watching right. this damn show um, when I got to season two the way that season two opens is fucking amazing yeah agreed and I and I love how it's tied into the end. So I it, it, I was just like, wow. So when you got to the last episode, you're like, holy crap. And you know, we'll go more into how that ends later. But um, the way that it started out, I was just like, wow. Talking about hooking you in and being like, well, shit. How does it end now? You know, you, you really have no choice but to stick around and um, you know see how it is. But it's interesting. A, a little a little tidbit about that. Um, so Mass um loves doing fight scenes he loves being physical um he's kind of a high energy guy he does sports all the time and stuff when he's not doing um films or tv or whatever and so when they did the fight scene in season one with uh oh god what was that guy's name with jack crawford with uh lawrence fishburne uh no 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 i'm talking about the fight scene that he does in the first season oh oh with francis yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so, um, after they did that, you know, Mass is all like, I want to do more fight scenes. You know, he's talking to Brian, like, oh, I, I know I can do it. Let's, let's do it. You know, da, 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 da. So I, that was one of the reasons why you see a lot more physicality in season two. And that fight scene was choreographed beautifully. Like yeah. it was amazing how they did all that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about the opener. You know, and Galen, one of the things I wanted to ask you because mm -hmm. you know we didn't we didn't get to chat with you in the in the first season. Yeah. I I kind of felt like season two had the same problem, you know, Melissa, that we had mentioned is, I I don't know that you would find a better TV show if this was eight episodes, eight or nine, right? Because the first season kind of had that too, where we felt like there were two or three seasons too long, but now that you bring that up. I think you get a lot more of Mads getting to do what he wants with extra episodes. Yeah. Right? Because I feel yeah. like he wouldn't get to do a full range of Hannibal in eight episodes, even though I think it would make the show better because, you know, you, you go off too far with Abigail and, um, you know, season one, we talked about some of the distractions. Yeah. So it's interesting you brought that up because I didn't think about that till just now. My biggest complaint with the show would kind of detract from what is really valuable about Mads' acting, right? Right, right. And and I think too, um, you know, I, I I kept asking myself, I'm like, why, you know, why why was why did it end at three seasons? Why did they cancel it? And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it, it it's so cerebral. You know, a lot of people, you know, get bored really easy. Um, 
I don't. I love cerebral, nuanced stuff. That's just how I am. I watch. I watch a lot of foreign stuff, and I just really dig that. And Mass is 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 like the master of nuance, which is why he's so perfect for this role. Um, and there's a lot of that in the show. Like you can't just put this on the background and do something else. You seriously have to sit there and watch it because there's just so much little shit going on. I mean, right. you could watch it ten times and catch something new every single time, yeah. which I think is kind of cool, you know. Yeah. But I think I think I think that drawn out nuance. I think I think it lost a lot of people, and so I think that's why. Um, I think it actually did better on streaming than it did on network, but um, but I think that's why they lost people was because they were just like, oh, this this takes too much brain power. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's what was really interesting is Andy, you mentioned that last week, right? That the streaming <laughs> numbers did better than network per se. Like yeah, 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 yeah. One yeah. of the first shows to do that. Yeah. It. I, I mean, it it did well overseas. I mean, and that. Uh, to reiterate that that like the contract that um Hannibal had is was structured such that it did not have to make a cent for NBC in order for it to make money and so they could just put it up there no matter what the ratings were and whatever they got was gravy so they didn't have to worry about anything like uh, advertisers or whatever that normally they would, you know, might have gotten spooked by some of the content, and then they were seeing that the um, that the plus forty eight hour and the plus five day uh, DVR views were through the roof, and that people were actually watching it on Hulu, which at that time was like a totally new thing. Like, what you watch? You watch TV on your laptop? What what's that about? <laughs> so it, yeah, this was this was kind of the first streaming show uh in in a lot of ways, even though uh it wasn't, you know, it wasn't technically a streaming show, but it was it was getting as much audience from people who were not watching it uh in, like on a regular television appointment TV. So it's it's kind of cool that way. And I, yeah. I think it it really set the mold in a lot of ways for what, you know, streaming TV is. It's a it's a more slow burn uh, mm. and um, it's really good at doing that. But it, it and it can push all sorts of boundaries that you couldn't normally get past a network sensor. Um, so, yeah, I just yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why the show worked so well. Also, I think the network sensor fell asleep because there's no <laughs> way. I'm pretty sure the network sensor was like, look over there for 12 episodes. Yeah, I don't know how they could sleep through that, <laughs> sleep through that sex scene in episode six or seven oh. or whenever that was. Oh, Holy Menage trois thing going on yeah. there. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> I think the network center was like, hey, there's dogs. This is nice. We like dogs. Purina <laughs> will probably sponsor us. This is yeah, They went and got a snack for that portion and yeah. didn't didn't get the uh, not so subtle undertones that like <laughs> these four people are having sex, but none of them are actually having sex with each other. All of them are. I mean, basically, it's Will and Hannibal having sex, right? Basically. Or, I mean, yeah. you know. I mean, 
throw throw in a Wendango and we're good, right? <laughs> That's Have not kinky. Limit. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> It's a stag so, do, literally. Yeah. Are you horny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Good one. Thank you. I'm here yeah. all night. Please be <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, that, I'm, was, uh, that, that was the most random scene of any network TV show I've probably ever seen. That was like, wait, what is happening now? And this yeah that was i would imagine the actors probably thought the exact same yeah. thing <laughs> i think they probably waited to give them the script day of yeah oh, by the way this is what you're doing in 10 minutes so <laughs> suit up <laughs> some crunches we're gonna need you over here in a bit so get ready yeah get the spray yeah. bottles out everyone has to look sweaty <laughs> <laughs> it was really intense too and i don't know and I, I just i mean i don't like most of the verger storyline but uh, neither. yeah no, neither. yeah i just i felt so bad for margo oh and, god yes <sighs> yeah you're talking about the car accident and the surgery yeah yes yes and and i actually surgery. wanted to bring that up I mean, at some a, point yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's talk because, about it yeah i think we need to because as gory and murderous and everything as a show was throughout season one i never felt true misogyny and i've talked about this like how hannibal in like the science of the lambs was really nasty with clarice some of the things he said to her that were very sexually charged and then we won't even mm. talk about uh the, the movie where they apparently he tried to kick her or whatever the fuck that was you know that <laughs> pseudo seduction shit you know yeah. um but i never felt that until any kind of real misogyny um I, I, well, at the hands of the, the, the murderers, yes. You know, like like Garrett Jacob Hobbs obviously, you know, had a lot of misogyny in him killing nothing but women or young girls who looked like his daughter because of his repressed lust for his daughter, I guess, you know? Whatever, um, yeah, but, whatever. Yeah, was, but, yeah. but in, in terms of like Hannibal or even Jack Crawford or any of the characters who are not, you know, a murderer or the, or the main villain that we know of because they didn't know Hannibal was their villain yet. Um, I never sensed that misogyny, but that whole sequence with, with Margo, it, Oh God, it, it really got to me, you know, um, like, this is a brilliant season of television from start to finish, but there were a few things like, you know, <laughs> Beverly's death. And then this, like in a row like that. Oh, sorry, how's my phone? In a row like that, it's like <laughs> that um, was so well timed. <laughs> yeah, it was well timed. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, you know, it, it. I forgot what I was gonna say now. Um, oh, okay. So in a row, kind of like that. I mean, they weren't in a row there. I think there was like an episode or two between them, but still, it it felt like there was like maybe different writers or maybe there's you know they're making up for the lack of misogyny or something i don't know but it just felt really gross you know what i mean like like I, that's when i really started to wonder and, and i'll admit for the first time even though season one had a lot of messed up moments too but that was the first time i was like who dreams of this stuff yeah you know well, what i mean <laughs> mason is kind of um he's kind of the counter you know hannibal does some really outrageous shit <clears throat> and we have a few other characters you know within this season that do weird shit too um you know 
horses. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Oh yeah. That was season two, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that was this season. Yep. I, I just want to make one one quick note on on that particular episode when when Hannibal sees the guy come out of the horse. <laughs> The look on his face is the only time you ever see Hannibal with a what the fuck yeah. is that look on his face for like a split second and it was fantastic. I laughed so damn hard. It was it was oh almost my. like a bemused, what the hell is going like even I haven't seen this before. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like wow. Like, <laughs> like wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, Oh my god, even he's like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I agree with you though, is that, you know, Hannibal, Hannibal was, I mean, Hannibal's evil. And I think we right. talked about this in, in season one, right? Like Hannibal's evil, Jack's kind of evil, Will's like kind of in on that path. And there's those dark spots in there. And, and then they throw in Mason yeah. and it's like, and oh. then they throw in Mason <laughs> and they throw in the social worker with the horse. And it's like. Oh wow, yeah, there are people who are actual like Yeah, and Mason, pure, pure Mason is like that completely like opposite because you know Hannibal um you know he 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 views rudeness as very ugly. It's very ugly to him. Um so if you're rude or you know treat people with disrespect, he you know he doesn't like that. And Mason is he gives he doesn't care. He just Mason is just out for his own agenda it's all about him um mason and, sees a small orphan child and yeah tells exactly. him horrible things just to just to enjoy watching the child yep. being upset yeah yep. he's he he's definitely like a different whole different kind of evil you know i will agree that yeah there's a there's a definite you know misogyny element there but i think they did that in contrast to to Hannibal, you know, I don't yeah. know that it was, you know, I, I I don't know what they did in the writing room to say, oh, well, how, how are we gonna flush this out? Because, you know, the, these these series are they don't follow the books really. I mean, they they take a lot of content, they take a lot of lines, like exact lines from the book, which is really cool, mm -hmm. or books, I should say. Yeah. Um, but out of all of them, I think the only the only season that really follows and it's still lacking a lot but it, the only one that follows a, any of the books is, is season three right. um and and you know we'll we'll get to that when we do but um so yeah it was it was just but that's kind of how i saw it you know as far as mason and, and i honestly didn't really like him either like his voice makes me it was funny because when i would watch the series my daughter would walk in and she goes oh my god that guy's voice is so gross like who is that <laughs> You're not well kidding. and melissa you brought this up like it he's like the affectation that gary oldman put on his voice oh my god to to play mason verger in the hannibal movie mm -hmm. and then here we have this this actor like doing a weird gary oldman impression and it's just like yeah it's so weird <laughs> it is yeah. It, yeah it really it really kind of is and um i i still thought it was it, i mean it was a little unhinged but so are a lot of characters in this show so it's still even though it was weird it still didn't feel completely out of place mm -mm. but like yeah the the voice was annoying and then it got more annoying later after his uh, 
incident (laughs) (laughs) with Hannibal. Um, (laughs) And and, and you know what's funny, though, is that uh, the the actor, Michael Pitt, who played him in this season, um, he's got a reputation for being, like, really difficult and stuff. And the fact that he did seem to be doing more of an imitation, I'm like... You know, it's like in Hollywood, certain actors and, and only actors, not actresses, they can get away with being dicks because of their talent or whatever. But I don't think he's so special. And this performance wasn't so special that no. he could get away with being a dick. And so they fired him and hired somebody else who did see uh, who played him in season three. Um, but but yeah, I this performance it was a little weird and and knowing what i know about how he got fired when i was re-watching because i didn't know this of course when i was watching because i did watch it like live you know as it was airing week to week originally um and knowing now though re-watching it 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 does make me second guess that performance a little bit like was that so special i mean i think a lot of people could have done that right it's not anything (laughs) out of the ordinary well, it's mentioned, it's interesting that you mentioned the whole, um, like, you know, copying or emulating someone in the past who's done the same character, because that's one thing that Maz had mentioned is that he, that's one thing he absolutely did not want to do. He didn't want to regurgitate what Anthony Hopkins had already done or what was done in Manhunter or anything like that. He wanted to bring his own, um, you know, completely new spin on it, which he absolutely did. I mean, honestly, when I, when I, watch this series i think it's closer to how he's described in the books than any of the other ones that i've watched but and it's better it is better and he just has he's this, the best yeah he is i mean it's mess mickelson man come on <laughs> you just can't beat that but i i if, once once we get to the section where we talk about like different actors playing it i, I actually do have somebody that i'd be like you know what this person could be I wouldn't say better, but um, could match pretty well. I would, I would say. So. Yeah, it's hard because I think Brian Cox would have done a great job, but got no screen time. I wish right? Brian Cox had gotten more screen yeah. time in Manhunter. I was really disappointed with that. I agree. I, I, I love anything he's in. Yeah, he's um, a good actor. What? This is something I wanted to raise, you know, Galen, when when we were talking about it in season one. Mm-hmm. I think to Melissa's point. You know, you have to make Hannibal in some way a sympathetic character. So do you feel like they set up these really avant-garde, over-the-top villains to make him more palatable? Because as Melissa said, he's absolute evil. But you have to keep him not so unpalatably evil, right, to make the show go along. Because otherwise you're like, there's no way Will would like this dude. He's psychotic. Right. So is that part of the reason? And I I mean, for all of you, but is that why (laughs) you have these over-the-top bad guy is it to to almost like humanize someone who goes oh this at least this person's not rude right (laughs) right (laughs) um i mean i think that's a valid argument but um if you've ever watched anything that brian fuller produces um i would also agree that it's just him trying to to come up with the weirdest shit that he possibly can and put it on tv that's fair point i i I think it's probably (laughs) (laughs) it's probably a mix of both but I, I think that's a really good. Um, I think that's a really good thing that that you pointed out um, because you, you know he is the main character. Although you know we can kind of argue who the main character is, right. whether it's Hannibal or Will. I mean, you know, it's 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 pretty much told through Will Graham. Um, 
but yeah, I, 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 I think that's, um, I think that's a really fair point. Um, and, and that might be one of the reasons why Melissa, when you, or was it Melissa or Brooke, I forget which one talked about the whole, you know, uh, worship thing. Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, he's done these things, but God, look at these other crazy assholes. You know, right. not, he's not that bad. So yeah, he's pretty cool. And you know, he's got this sexy Danish accent and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And oh, wait, he's not Danish. He's Lithuanian, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah. so it, it, it probably aided in that, um, because of the way it was set up. It's the weird Dexter thing, right? He's not the oh. worst of two evils. He's I, I guess. Yeah. Right? Well, it's funny because I, I, I'm, I'm going to school right now. Um, and so um, I, I get to write this paper. It's actually the last, the last term paper that's due for my English class. And it's going to be about Hannibal, um, which is pretty fucking awesome. And one of the things that we have to uh, discuss or try to um, persuade or whatever is is the person we're writing about is are they good for society or are they not and i was having a conversation with somebody the other day about dexter too and i said that would have been a really good character to write about right and i could argue all day that dexter is actually good for society however hannibal is not right. hannibal's a fucking psychopath and he's yeah. horrible because he loves to just start shit just to sit back and drink a glass of wine and watch the shit go down that's what he does yeah. You know, and then and he's, a shit, he's a shit starter and yeah, he loves it. Yeah. And he, t and he mentions it a lot of times in the show when they ask him, you know, why did you do that? Well, I wanted to see what you would do. Right. Yeah. I wanted to see what would happen. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's his favorite thing to do. Find two really psychopaths is. and like yep. throw them at each other. And yeah. Like, and either, and then, either way, it's like, he's going to win. So yeah, you, yeah. You it's, eat, it's, the, eat the loser. So you get to have a dinner party. It's when, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's super entertaining for him, and so to have someone in society like that, that's it, no, that's not a good thing. So as much as I love Hannibal and I love the character and this and that, you know, I, I would have to agree that no, he's not not good for society at all. Yeah, he's a complete chaos agent. Yeah, that's yeah. So I wanna I wanna go back to the horse thing since we broke okay. it because yeah. and not not because of that, but because. Um, the the character that jeremy davies plays mm -hmm. and the acting that he does oh yeah I, I well first of all i am a i am a fan of jeremy davies i very often like what he does sometimes he's too out there i don't always like it but he usually is interesting and that character um wow <laughs> That, that whole situation between him and Alana yeah. was awesome. Like, you know, when, when she was trying to, like when she touched him and, and, and was trying to get him and to react like, and yeah. Yeah. I, I, he was so just like calm, but you could tell that he was really irritated, but yeah, I, that whole delivery was super cool. Yeah. I just, I, I was like, Oh wait, what Jeremy Davies is in this. Yeah. And wait, what's going on with him? whoa this is super interesting what and you know and he just showed up that that once and uh but i i don't know um i i would that just like stuck out to me and when we're we're talking about like there might be some like filler episodes or whatever like the 
the thing with the farm and the stuff with the burgers and all of these other sort of side things could have been like things that were not part of the of the show and could have been taken out but i think that might be my favorite thing maybe in the season maybe the entire show i don't know I just, I, I thought that was just a really interesting character and a really interesting So I had a brain fart and I was talking about the wrong person. I know who you're talking about now. And yeah, I really did. I really did like him. I liked, um, I liked the whole interaction between him and Will when they went to question him mm -hmm. and they tried to hand him the picture. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting and how Will like totally just picked that out. See, I'm actually going to school for psych. So I, that, that's one of the reasons I love this show so much is because I, I love, I love to figure out people's motivations. It's like, what makes these people do this crazy shit? And so that, that just really fascinates me. So when I, when we first got introduced to him, it was interesting to see how he reacted to certain things. And then when you see him later, you know, I don't know if it was, you saw him later when he was. Will, Will went to him to get some help for a different case. For something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he had the mice, you know? Yeah. And, um, I thought that I thought was he really went interesting, for the, Wasn't it too. for Randall Tears' case? Didn't he go back and ask him about that? Like, yeah, yes. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, because he was asking him about the, the animals and the teeth mm -hmm. and stuff. Yep. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what he went back yeah. 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 And, yeah, I just, and, but... But Galen, you're right. Like I, I, and I can't remember the the name of that actor too who played the social worker. But yeah, again, the guy from that, Silicon Valley. Yeah, is he uh, on Silicon Valley? Yeah, what's his name? Chris uh, Diamanto. It's a Greek name, I think. Diamantopoulos or yes, something. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Who did yeah, he, he play was... on Silicon Valley? Do I? Uh, I've never seen that. Russ. <laughs> I think he played Russ. Huh. Okay. He was, uh, he was yeah. in Boston Legal a couple times too. I remember. I know he played the guy who tried to hit on Pam when when Jim was away for work. So that was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how dare he? Right. He was, also, he was also the voice of Green Arrow. So shout out in all the Batman Unlimiteds. There you go, Andy. There's oh. your <laughs> circle for you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Anyway, I just yeah, I thought I thought that was like a weird, interesting character to just like sort of throw in there, and um, I I just really enjoyed that that whole sort of bird walk with him. I think that one was again. I, I think we all dislike the Verger parts in some ways. I, yeah. I wish I wish season one had done more of those. Like you're right. That's if you're gonna do an aside. And, and kind of detract from the main plot line, do it like that. Do it with characters like that. that or like a B-Lady. Yeah, that kind of add value to what the main characters are going through. And that's, you know, Melissa, we talked about season one. I think that's what season one didn't do, <laughs> is the distractions yeah. were just distractions. They didn't help the main characters do anything. And well, I, also, I yeah, well, also, and I don't think we've brought this up yet. Um, One of the biggest differences between seasons one and two is that season one sort of pretended that it was a case of the week procedural 
And they just gave up that pretense completely in season two. They were like, I mean, there were a few different cases, but they weren't trying to solve everything in one or two episodes. You know what I mean? Like, it was still a yeah. little bit like a, a, a weekly police procedural in season one, just a very gory, atmospheric, awesome one. But but this season, I mean, they just went full on into like the the stories and not so much individual crimes or you know what i mean and and so i i think that has something to do with it as well like because sometimes some of those cases did distract yeah and they didn't replace it with something else that would bring us back into the fold so i think that's why another reason why this season is superior to season one yeah because it's it's mainly focused on the on you know the the court case and mm -hmm. and then what happens after all that you know trying yeah. to actually catch hannibal you know trying to to get him to admit and trying to get some solid evidence and hopefully they can bring him in and and also and, just seeing just how far will's gonna go into the abyss you know staring right. at that abyss before it stares back because he i mean he flirted with it so much and there was a part of me at the end that thought he might go with hannibal yeah mm -hmm. you know he might have the little happy killer family with him and well, outer girl, <laughs> you know, um, you know, it, I think that almost happened in, in that. And it was plausible, which is, I think, a testament to how well they really plotted this out, because it was believable that he might finally, finally cross that line completely. Yeah. When I, Abigail I'm... showed up, I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. she's alive. Okay, yeah, well, that was, that yeah. Was now he, like, now what? he will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. For some reason, he. Yeah, I'm. I'm really sick of this show keeping people alive, right? Because that was our big problem in the first season, right? Oh. <laughs> Just stop. If they're dead, they're dead. Like let's, uh -huh. not, yeah. let's not put them in a shed for two years, and then oh, like they're Mar fine. oh, like Miriam last. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. that's a trope in this show that. Um, you, you know how somebody mentioned basements earlier? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, no, this is funny because there was, there was uh, one, some convention or something that Mass was at and somebody asked him, they said, so where, where did you keep Annabelle or where did you keep her the whole time? And he just kind of paused for a second. He's like, in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mads. Speaking I know. Of Mads, I Galen, didn't you say you had a story about how he lied in his audition oh. or something? <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, Mads is from Denmark, and he does speak several languages. Um, he 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 said that he learned how to speak English from watching Monty Python, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> that's wonderful. I know. I was like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> the, the dirty Hungarian phrase book, no exactly. doubt. Do you want to go back to my place? <laughs> yep. He's given out more than just flesh wounds. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, he speaks. Um, he can. He speaks Danish, obviously. English, Swedish. He can speak French and German. Um. And so when he, um, you know, the guy who plays Jimmy Price. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there was, there was like these behind the scenes kind of little, in, little interviews that he was doing with um, a lot of the cast. And so he did, he did a few of them with, with Mass. And there was one that they did where um, they're sitting in a, uh, it's like a, um, a confession box. 
And so um, I can't remember the actor's name, but the actor who plays Jimmy's on one side and Mads is on the other. And so um, he says something like, he asks Mads like, you know, um, have you ever have you ever lied in an audition or something like that? And he's like, yeah, actually it was it was for this show. <laughs> and he's like, oh really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, um, he said that like for one scene he had to look up like twenty words in a dictionary because he had no idea what they were. And then he said that that when he when he went in for the audition that he actually said that he knew every word in the English language. <laughs> and, nice. And, and so, so the, the, the other dude's like, oh, well, you could have not even gotten the part. And he's like, yeah. And then he goes, they could have given it to your brother, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. So um, I would imagine, because obviously Hannibal does have a very extensive vocabulary. He's very worldly and he's in a very, um, you know, upper echelon type, type stuff. And so um, I would imagine that once filming was done with this show that Maz had a very much more robust vocabulary after leaving the show. There's a lot of words that he learned. So yeah, he, he had to yeah. look up a lot of words Which... and it's interesting cause you know, he was, he's more of a blue collar background kind of guy. I mean, he was a dancer and stuff when he was younger, but um, you know, he, he, he was, he grew up in like blue collar area of, of Copenhagen. So he's, you know, if you've ever seen the movie um, Pusher, like <laughs> that's uh, if you haven't seen that, by the way, it's really actually Pusher 2 is the better one. Is there a rough part of Copenhagen? I just there is. It's all, <laughs> there like, is actually. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Other side of the tracks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right. I'm, um, glad, I'm glad he used all those words to go be the bad guy for two minutes in Doctor Strange. Right, Andy? <laughs> 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 Your favorite use of Mads ever. <laughs> no, that's probably that might be the worst use of Mads. I don't know. No, it's so disappointing. Oh god, what are you guys gonna talk about that movie? <laughs> I I love that movie. I I like I, it too. I love that movie that very point. much. Yeah. But Caecilius is a very weak villain, like Mads yeah. notwithstanding. The like yeah. the one thing he really got to do was the fun scene where he's like he's like uh Mr. Or, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah! It's Doctor, <laughs> Mister Doctor. No, <laughs> strange. Or, it's strange, and he's like, uh, "Yes, it is." He's like, like "Okay, whatever." Yeah, <laughs> anyway. it's like that. That was fun, and like that's and, the only. And then he's like, "You have no idea how to use that, do you?" Yeah, <laughs> those are like the They're, best parts. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but otherwise, like kind of a kind of a weak villain. Uh, yeah, no, especially I, I in yeah. the MCU. So. But I, I think that's that has a lot to do with the writing. You know, obviously, Mads yep. will kill yeah. whatever he's in because he's awesome. But it would have been know, nice for him to have a meteor MCU role, though. You know, something that where he could maybe return or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. such a is such a good hey, actor. Hey, are you guys watching What If? It could happen. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, that, yeah, that's the thing. And yeah. I mean, that's the, the way they're yeah. The way they're bringing in the multiverse now, and what what's happening with Loki and Wanda, and what's <laughs> yeah. probably happening with Spider Man, like I don't know, I'm I'm wondering if maybe they couldn't position him to be, um, you know, something something from the X Men universe, 
um, Ooh, or, or some something like that hey, that we have. Chris seen Evans before. can play two different characters. He, he, you know, <laughs> totally. was in Fantastic Four, and then he came back and was Captain America. They could, they could put him in something. I mean, most people, especially the more casual viewers, aren't going to remember that he was even in an MCU movie. Right. You know what I mean? But but How I will say How dare they? <laughs> I mean he'd he'd look good he'd look good as Magneto. You don't have to put a fake chest on him like they did poor Ian McKellen. So, oh my gosh, he would fun. make a great Magneto, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. I would love yeah. that. <clears throat> I can you, see that. You all want to get stuck to him, so that's magnetic. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> hell yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to stand by my refrigerator so he is attracted to it. <laughs> he just Don't move. Mashes right you. into me. <laughs> Don't move. I'll get you a towel. Yeah, my. <laughs> I don't think we need to do favorite quotes from season two. I think we just got them all right there. <laughs> awesome. Well, when I have my weekly conference call with Kevin Feige. I'll pass along. Oh, okay. Shout out and let him oh, know. Awesome. Shout out, Sweet, thank you. But, but this did start about his English skills. And let me just say, I saw hmm. a video very, very recently, like in the last month or two. Yeah. Um, it was like a semi reunion. It was on zoom between him and, and, uh, Will, the guy who plays Will, what's his name? Um, Dancy. Yeah, Hugh Dancy. Who's going to play in Law and Order next? Law and Order. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know why that seems like a weird fit for him, but like it's not going to be challenging enough for him. I don't know. It's just that weirded me out. It just. Can they put him with Ice T? That would be a hell of a combo. No, it's him and Anthony Anderson. Oh, that's yeah, that's interesting. I like that idea. Yeah. That's, that's better than Tom now, Arnold. And I do think Raul Esparza, who plays Doctor Chilton, mm-hmm. he he was in the original Law and Order. So if he came back, it could Ooh. be like a semi Hannibal reunion, oh. right? But anyway, um, in this video, first of all, let me just say they looked so happy to see each other. Oh yeah, because they haven't seen each other in years. Not just because yeah. of COVID, because you know they don't live in the same country and you know right. schedules. Yeah. But they seemed so happy and they were just like reminiscing about being together and, and working together in Toronto and getting through the cold winters together and stuff. And it, it was just such a fun little video. It's like five, six minutes. But his English has improved a lot, let me tell you. It was because there were times when I felt like I needed to put the subtitles on every yeah, once in a while. I I don't have an issue with accents, but that's because, you know, I... I, I um... I've been to Europe and I've been, you know, I've German family and it's just, I'm just weird. So they don't bother me so much, but yeah, the thing about Maz is that um, even when he speaks Danish, he kind of slurs. It's, it's, um, he kind of mumbles a little bit. Yeah. 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 He's got, he's got, I got this accent going on when he, when he speaks Danish too. Um, Like any of you speak Danish. I don't know if anyone does, but I, I, uh, when you watch a Danish film with him in it, even if you don't speak the language, you can definitely hear the difference between him talking and everybody else in the film. You know, totally. I um, I noticed yeah. that because I just watched Riders of Justice. Oh, isn't that good? By the way, Christmas was so movie. Good. Christmas oh, sure. movie. Everyone watched Riders of Justice. Yeah, it was a Christmas movie. movie. It's it's so. awesome. But it's he's so growly in it. Like he. Yeah. Yeah. He's just oh, the whole time he's just rah, 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 yeah. down in this register. I, yep. That's I totally yeah. feel like they did him a disservice. Like the sound guy did not recognize the quality of his voice is it projects differently. I mean, he, like you said, even his movies, I feel like they should have 
did sound for him differently when he speaks english that's what he does so any movie that he's in and that's something i've noticed so when he speaks english in a movie his voice register is higher when he's in a danish film it's different and i don't know if that's because of the language because i know obviously if he's speaking danish he's a lot more comfortable he's he's speaking his own language um so i'm not really sure but um I've I've noticed that with a couple other actors too that that have English is not their first language their 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 speaking styles and the registers will be different when they're speaking English so um, it's one of those weird fascinating things for me um, but I've noticed that with Maz and everything he's been in even when he's in an interview and he's speaking English he'll have a higher register in his voice but if you watch him like speak like talking just in an interview or something like that and it's and it's in Danish he sounds different. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Yeah. What was the drinky movie he was in? Another Round? Oh, Druk. Yeah, that was a yeah. good movie too. That one was, that was um that was that was that was that left me kind of like, wow, but it was good though. Yeah. That's so crazy. Good. I love that movie. Especially the ending where he's like drunk dancing and he thinks yeah. he's like he thinks he's like John Travolta on that floor. He's <laughs> drunk, so you know you always feel yeah. like you're better than you are when you're drunk. And it, you know he was really kind of flopping around a little, but it was still impressive. You could see at least a little bit of his dance training because he he does have some dance training, which is really fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah. He took he was he was in gymnastics and then he switched to dance, so he he did both. And you could really it's, see his physicality. Um, mm-hmm. You know when they they show him throwing himself against the door trying to get into Jack. Oh god. Yeah. You could see his physicality. It was kind of visceral. It was like, "Whoa, you know, I you would not want that coming for you." You know what else I noticed about that scene and and this is just me being a dumbass. <laughs> this is, you know, Mass smokes Mass smokes like a chimney. Like mm-hmm. any he, he's he has since he was young. Um, and that's his choice. I'm not, I'm not knocking him for that. Um, but when Alana comes in after he, you know, and she calls his name and he stops and he turns around and he's breathing heavy and he's like, you know, basically like, what the hell is she doing here? And, um, you know, she asks where Jack is and he's like, in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can actually, if you have the sound up high enough, you can actually hear that motherfucker wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Maz, put the cigarettes away, bro. <laughs> poor Maz. Well, I know, he's got, poor guy. Like, universal health care. He'll he'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, they're in Denmark. They're good. Yeah, he's on yeah. the he's on the good side of Copenhagen now, so he'll be. Yeah, fine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he hopped over, so he's good. Oh shit! Oh man. But uh, speaking of that, that's one of the you know the, the little one little quippy one-liners that I love. You know when yeah. when she asks where Jack is and his little you know he whispers, "He's the pantry." I just love that. And it's things like that that I think kind of help people, like the ones who who are still like fans of him. Mm-hmm. They, that it's little things like that. I mean, he can be very charming when he wants to be, and that's oh, why yeah. I think some people still want to cheer for him, even though he's clearly the villain you know he's clearly the bad guy yeah 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 another another one of my favorites is when uh when will brings him the meat and uh hannibal hands him the knife and says he can slice the ginger 
Mm. That was fantastic. I was like, oh, that was brilliant. Mm. <laughs> because, you know, you think it's Freddie Lowndes. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that, was, that, was, that was a beautiful line. I thought that was great. Yeah. I laugh every time I hear it. Like every time I watch it, it makes me laugh out loud. I just can't help it. <clears throat> that scene. That, and the food through this uh, season also incredibly impressive. Um, yeah. I, I think the thing that impressed me most is the Eddie Izzard leg roast. Um, oh, wasn't that awesome? When he was making the that, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, that looks really great. I could totally eat that. And then he yeah, puts right? it in front of him and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That, no, that You're is like, not never mind. tasty. It's literally thigh of guy and I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. And let me just say once again how much I love Eddie Izzard in this show. Um, yeah, I yeah. I, I love yeah. her so much. I'm a huge fan. And and when so season three rolls around and you get more in, in the flashback, oh yeah yeah yeah, so mm -hmm. great! I can't wait to talk about that. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. useful to that to how it starts off. It really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just it's it's used so well too and. Um, I mean, like like a a very well made meal. You know, all of the all of the spices and all of the ingredients are in the exact right proportion to get the exact mm -hmm. right effect. And we know like who the who the star players are, and we know um, what the background spices are. But they're all working together towards one specific thing, and it's uh, you know, most most shows don't ever get this good so yeah yeah i'm just i'm just astounded at how good this is i, I would like to add how will basically ends up growing a pair in this season um you know when he's when he's in prison and he he's pretty clear how he got there of course no one else believes him and then once he gets out and he wants to kind of you know, um, tackle that bear head on and, um, their conversations like really change throughout the season, which is really cool. Um, and he gets a lot more, I don't want to say necessarily aggressive, but just, he really starts pushing Hannibal's buttons. He really starts, um, which I really liked. I liked the conversations. Like when he literally is like, you know, stop lying to me. Like, you know, who do you think you are? Kind of, you know, he just, he just, um, and then even there's even a couple times where you know because Hannibal's always kind of doing this whole psychoanalyzing kind of situation where he's you know saying well you're doing this because of that or blah 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 and then Will will turn around and do the same thing to him which is pretty cool yeah um, it's like an old married couple who knows each yeah. other's shit after 10 right. years they do they sit <laughs> instead of that position of power that he had in season 1 now it's this equal <clears throat> like do, yeah. do I want to be here and put up with your crap any longer on both sides, right? And that's right. why I think Gillian Anderson's character is so valuable. Oh God, because it adds that, that extra, yeah, that that extra third component of almost like the triangle of everybody gets to talk about, you know, because we don't really get to see Hannibal's side of anything until she shows up, right? And then it becomes a really interesting kind of triangle of what he's experiencing with. You know this face he has to end up showing finally right and that whole scene yeah. where, where where she where she's like you know 
basically dismissing him as a patient. Yeah. That was that was that was a trip, you know, with that whole situation where she's backing up and he's walking towards her, you know, and it's it's this whole kind of there's like this tension there, but it, it's just yeah, it was it was interesting. The two of them work. The two of them together are just they work so their chemistry together is fantastic. And it's great because you don't think about it until you've seen all three. You go, gosh, that this relationship is so interesting. I hope it doesn't end. And then you get into the next season and you go, oh, I can't wait to talk about season three. Yeah, oh, so God. I'm yes. glad they brought so much of it in season two so they could there, really. Yeah, there's one, there's, there's one scene in season three. That I'm just like, oh, my God. It's so damn funny. So we'll talk about it next time. But, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it gets more in depth and it's so awesome. But, um but yeah, and then back to Will and Hannibal, like, you know, when, when, when Hannibal has, um, uh, the, 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 the cave bear dude, you know, go after him and he basically sends someone to kill him. Mm -hmm. And then Will, you know, brings the body to Hannibal and throws it on his table, which I thought was fantastic. And then he's all like, you know, even Steven, I thought that was pretty cool. Just like, yep. here you go. We're, we're, it's, it's on basically like, if this is what you want to do, then this, this, this is what's going to happen. We're just going to, you know, um, so yeah, it, there's a lot of that back and forth, a lot of that power struggle between the two of them, you know, with Will trying to get him to, to give him something. But then, you know, as, as viewers, we're always questioning, you know, is that really his end game? Is that really his goal? Or does he really want to go with him? You know, and I think that's a question that he's constantly asking himself, too. Well, and one of the things that I noticed is, you know, and the great thing about film and TV is that they are a visual medium. And the way that they chose to light all of the scenes between mm -hmm. Will and Hannibal having therapy, the yeah. exact same set. It's the exact same room as the first season. And the first season, there was a decent amount of light and you could see all the background this season everything it's like it's lit in candlelight and yep. you can only barely see their faces yeah and everything there, and, is dark and everything that was deliberate in darkness darkness yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, that all romantic. that all that lighting um you know if you really watch it even even the first season there's certain things um but yeah, that was all deliberately done, which yeah, I thought totally. was fantastic. You yeah. know, it was it was a really good. Um, what's interesting about that is when they brought the show to Netflix, the entire they 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 did something to it that made it actually all of it lighter. And and someone, one of my friends had told me about it. They were like, "Yeah, it's on Netflix because it's been on Amazon forever, on Prime." Mm -hmm. And um, and then it went on Netflix and they were like, it's weird because everything is like so much lighter. And I'm like, what? And so I was curious. So I went on there and I was like, holy shit, it is. But I think I think it kills it. Like there's a reason that the lighting is that way. Um, well, that's weird. I've been watching it on Hulu and yeah. it's definitely still dark. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. Hulu probably just has it at the original way. But I guess Netflix yeah. did something to where they actually made it. And I don't know why. But I did notice a difference when I watched it on there. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. That's This is one of those weird things. Like Netflix has very, very specific like technical requirements for 
all of their movies <laughs> and and all of their shows and it it because they're trying to optimize for people watching on their iPhone in like um, bright light um and so it's like maybe that's why i didn't think about weird. that yeah so um well it killed it they need to stop doing that shit yeah right like <laughs> let, there's a reason for it to be that dark damn it <laughs> i mean but that and that's the same thing that like uh a, the same argument like denis villeneuve is making about dune and hbo max he's like mm -hmm. I didn't design it for you to watch it like on your home TV. Like, so yeah, go watch it on HBO max, but like you really need to go and see this on like an IMAX screen. And, um, Oh, and I think, um, uh, oh, why am I forgetting his name? Roma, the director of Roma. Um, he said the, he said the same thing, but ironically that was a, that was a Netflix movie. But he was like begging people, like, please don't watch this on Netflix. Like, wasn't that Quaron? Quaron, yeah. Quaron. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like recently I watched a Terrence Malick film, um, A Hidden Life, and he shot the yeah. entire movie in wide in in um, in uh, oh, yeah. God. It's in yeah. the the like. It's like wide twenty four millimeter. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence so, of Arabia Ultra. Pan yeah, Vision, and I have whatever. I have I have a pretty big TV at my house. You know, and so I didn't know it was shot that way when I started to watch. It's oh, a fantastic film. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's called A Hidden Life. It's amazing. And it has another one of my favorite actors, um, August Deal, um, in it. And um, he was in Inglorious Bastards, if you don't know who that is. But um, the, it's, it's, it's shot in Austria. <clears throat> and the scenery is amazing. Like, it's like, wow, it's like you're there. You could just like step into your TV and just like, it's, it's amazing. But then, but then the whole, the whole movie is shot that way. So when it gets to like, uh, people, you know, in their homes or, or wherever, it, it's really weird because like you have ears that look like they're huge and it just, it's just like, wow. Okay. I, I need to see this like in a, widescreen like movie theater or something for it to be all the way it's supposed to be um so yeah it was it was it was kind of odd so it's kind of the same situation you know um i saw dune here at the house too but it, it didn't do that so it wasn't yeah. as bad but yeah when, when yeah that was it was a trip but um Dune looks pretty good on my TV. I saw it on on, on an IMAX screen. Uh, it, it yeah, still looks I haven't gone decent. to the cinema yet. I mean, the, the numbers here are ridiculous. I'm just kind of like, mm, you know, we're we're kind of rivaling Germany right now as far as our COVID numbers here. Uh, yeah. And so I just was like, eh, I think I'll just watch it here. But I, I've got a sound system and everything. So I mean, you know, when I watch Dune, the neighbors also at least listen to Dune. So. <laughs> Melissa, did you end up watching Dune on your cruise? I did, and Ghostbusters Afterlife on, on IMAX on a cruise ship. Yep, nice. that was me. You got to tell. Okay, what was that like? Like watching Dune surrounded by an ocean? Like that's well, just got to be weird, right? No, no, no. See, they have a big screen where you're out on the Lido deck and you're out in the open air, <laughs> and deck. and you're surrounded by water. But this is an actual IMAX movie theater in the ship. Wow. Oh. It's not, oh, okay. yeah. 
It's it's full size. Well, well, full size screen, but like there's probably only room for maybe a hundred people in the theater, you know? And then we were doing every other seat or something. So yeah, like, like the Ghostbusters one sold out cause that was the first showing and that ended up selling out because they're not filling it to capacity, you know, but it, it wasn't like, I couldn't see the water. You know what I mean? Because it's an actual theater just built. So it's just like an enclosed theater. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I they, thought they, it, this was like I, a drive-in type no, situation. No. That would have been cool. Oh. I watched Black Widow that way where it was on the big screen and, you know, surrounded by water. Yeah. And, and then it started raining. So we had to go inside. Um, but (laughs) it rained a lot on cruise. Um, but yeah, it, it, I really enjoyed both those movies. I don't care what the critics say about Ghostbusters. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I still need to see that. I really, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just remember the most awesome part is a young girl who's on the spectrum and is into STEM heavily is the hero. Not Finn Wolfhard, not not, <laughs> okay. uh, not Paul Rudd, who is inconsequential for the most part until the very end of the movie. Uh, and they really could have used anybody but him. It's Those aren't the heroes. Those aren't the mainstays. They, they're both replaceable with anyone. It's the young girl. McKenna Grace was a revelation to me in this movie. She was so good. Cool. That's all I'm going to say. There's my you know, you know who agrees <laughs> with you, Melissa, is no. our our good friend and, and missed compatriot here, Mark. Who texted me earlier this week uh i was just checking in with him making sure he was okay and having a good thanksgiving and mm-hmm. uh he just raved about how great mckenna grace was she yeah i was like have i seen her in anything my god you know because she's so good and she's the real hero and i that makes me very very happy so all these critics can go you know, go make gaga. That's all I have to do. <laughs> you give me the bag of dicks. Go head on out the bus, or whatever. <laughs> this is uh, uh, I mean, this this is the I think the wrong show to be talking about eating a bag of dicks. Because... <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say really. that. I said go make gaga. That's eat shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did I say something? I didn't know. No, no, I, know. I, I said I that. Galen's oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. threw I threw that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they I mean, yeah, you're right. Yes. They just might. Yeah. So they might. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. It could have happened. I mean, we we just it could have gone under the radar and we just never really knew. Yeah. What's Hannibal putting in those sausages? I don't know. Yep. Exactly. Nope. <laughs> a, a literal he you know he's, he's got a little freezer bag back there yeah. you know various yeah. sticks. i don't know as they say in season three it's not that kind of party oh yeah <laughs> oh. that was a great no scene. melissa you oh, can't yeah. go there yet <laughs> no, i know but that was a great scene <laughs> no, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay um anything else about hannibal season two or we can go into our wrap-up Okay. Um, I think I know we're all excited to talk about season three oh, now. We're like, get through to- <laughs> oh, Welcome back. How's your Hi. turkey? Oh no, I've been here. I just um I I just wanted to say something now if that's okay. Of course. <laughs> um I've really appreciated you let me guys be here and listen to you podcast about this one. Um I hate this show. <gasps> oh wow. What? Okay. That's all right. I hate I hate most James Bond, so you know. I mean, it's subjective. I get it, but what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, um, 
I mean, I've, I've been intentionally quiet just because I've really been appreciating hearing what you guys have to say about it because I don't enjoy the experience of this show at all. Like, so I, what is it exactly? Is is it the violence or is it just the characters or both? A lot of it's the violence. Like I watched probably 90% of season two on the airplane with the phone in my lap covering the screen with my eyes closed because oh, wow. I couldn't enjoy it visually. But also like being spectrum and watching Will is so uncomfortable for me. Gotcha. One, in the way that they portray him, but two, also, like, I can't, like, I am so concerned and upset by what's happening to him. Like, I can't enjoy it, basically, at all. Um, yeah. It is really grotesque to me and really hard to watch that way. And Hannibal, like, when when they killed off Beverly, that was, a like you guys said, that was a really hard moment for me because yeah. she was seeing through it. And, and I was kind of hoping after like they do the shot where she like shoots the gun and it goes blink and you go into the next episode i was like maybe she'll come back in a season you know like mm -hmm. everyone else yeah but but then she was in multiple pieces so that's obviously not an option um but i've enjoyed hearing how all of you have have watched it but like cerebrally i guess that that's the only enjoyable part of it like i'm able to watch it with my eyes closed because i'm not actually watching it um because it is very engaging intellectually and there's a lot going on there are obviously some parts that i have to go back to and rewatch because of the things happening in the background that that really do make the points and i can tell when i've missed big things or even little things that are important um but the experience of the show is just really upsetting and really dissonant. And I, I don't know if it's like making Hannibal the hero too much. That is so upsetting while all this is going on with Will or that it is systematically taking him apart in these ways that he doesn't have control over. Like I've been in those situations where the, the empathic side is so much that you can't help, like you can't stop yourself from, from being taken into it and having it mm -hmm. control everything. And there are so many people in the show that are doing that to him in these different ways. Like I feel like everyone has an agenda for Will and what he can do for them and how they can he can serve them, except for um, Dr. Bloom. And she just turns on him and leaves. And so, like, I don't, I don't know. The whole premise has been really dissonant. And I don't enjoy this show at all. Those are all really good fair points, to be honest with you. I, yep. I yeah. totally, I mean, you, you're not you're not saying anything that's that's off or weird or anything. I mean, it's all, I mean, my mom asked me one, one time, she's like, I don't understand how you can watch that show. It's, it's all the violence and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. The first time I watched it, obviously, you know, I saw the violence in, in, in quite a few times. It's like, holy shit, you know. But after watching it so many times, I don't see it anymore. I mean, obviously I'm pretty desensitized. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but because I focus, I don't focus on that. Yeah. I kind of just don't really see it. I'm, I'm focused more on the cerebral part of the, the, the connections and the conversations and, and the, 
you know, what I like to call mind fucking because you're right, it's going on mm -hmm. everywhere. You know, Jack Crawford's one of the worst ones. Um, you know, I, I feel that he's right up there with Hannibal often. Um, yeah. Because he has his own agenda that, you know, and he's using Will to, 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 to meet that. Um, and so, and yeah, I do agree with you at, that, at, at the one point where Alana kind of turned her back on him. Um, that was kind of heartbreaking. And when, you, you know, but then at the same time, you have to look at how, you know, she's now being manipulated by Hannibal. Right, right. Totally understandable. And, yeah. Yeah. But it, so, it adds to this sense of despair for me. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like no, and I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm very empathic as well. And so I totally understand where you're yeah. coming from as far as, you know, you, you, you can feel it, you know, you're like, damn, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's so many times where like, for me personally, I seem fine. And everyone mm -hmm. thinks it's great that I can be on the spectrum and high functioning and all these things. But when I am not, mm -hmm. like I like to call myself a really high functioning, low functioning person because I'm really high functioning until I'm not. And then it's like fucking gone. And that's right. when people leave my life. And yeah. that's really hard. And so to be watching this happen in real life, like, happen to someone she's else. like yeah. completely justified and being manipulated. And it's so devastating yeah. and it and true to life and it's 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 well done i'm not going to say that this show isn't it's very very well done and i think if i were to rewatch it i would get past the violent parts of it but like i can't watch them without feeling them also yeah and so yeah. especially on a first run through it it's been really fucking hard to get through these episodes yeah and yeah it's props to them well done they i think they captured everything really well um except for like the crimes that are happening are so fucking far-fetched like there's also this point where it's like okay can we just have one death that is like actually viable to happen in real life like that guy is not going to be growing roots into the ground and bearing fruit as he's dead in a tree like come on can we just like have one that would actually happen but yeah. i don't know it's all it's well done right yeah. i appreciate that everyone is getting so and i've genuinely i have loved listening to all of you talk about it because i'm gaining much more listening to you than i could get from it myself because it was so high on the overwhelm scale for me but you know i was I wondering i'm really glad you brought it up because i was wondering how you would be affected because they really amped it up this season compared to season and season one was still pretty gory and bloody yeah. but they, they really amped up especially the psychological aspect too and i was worried because i was like we, we did season one and then we did barfy and then we did season two and there's that's like a big disconnect in between <laughs> you know what I mean? it's very very different and so i was wondering how you would handle that and if, i thought you were just cooking your turkey dinner but now i see what was happening in fact i was about to put in the chat like are you there brooke did we lose you because I, I was wondering why you weren't climbing in i know i've just really appreciated hearing from you guys on it because i like there's so much of it that i haven't been able to experience it the same way because it's really it's been really difficult to get through it yeah. and there was a point at which i almost was like i'm gonna tap out and let you guys finish this on your own and are not. you gonna be able to do season three that was what i was worried about now that i've heard yeah you i you know if i watch it like i did this one i'll be fine 
<laughs> which which isn't like I I really appreciated what you said about not being able to have it on in the background because I can't actually do anything else while it's on. I have to be fully engaged listening yeah. to it. It's yeah. kind of like a really good radio series where I can turn in and and watch some of it at the same time as well. So mm-hmm. I I'm glad I'm going through it. Um, I just don't know that I would ever choose to watch it on my own. Mm. Um, and I think having watched it and listening to you guys, I might go back and give it a second Passover to see if I get more out of it. But it's, yeah, it's definitely been a really, it's been a really hard show to watch. And, and I've had to do it at times where I knew like I'm on a plane for the next six hours. So I don't have to be engaged with Prue. I don't have to be doing other things. I can, I can have this going on. And that's been right that added to my ability to get through it a lot. So I also have to find some times like that to get through season three, but we'll see. You know, part of what helped me get through it though, you mentioned you're like, some of the crimes were just like not realistic at all. And and I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, they're beautifully staged, right? Everything is very artistic and gorgeous, but but very unrealistic, right? But I feel like that, I, I think at some point I, I sort of got into this headcanon where they're doing that on purpose because not only because it's kind of artsy fartsy a little bit, you know, but also I think that that unrealisticness sort of helps you detach this whole yeah. thing reality in a sense. Did, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, you can that. actually get through it because you're like, okay, this isn't like if it was all like SVU type crimes from yeah. Law, Law and Order, it would be way too fucking much. Like it, mm-hmm. it would just. Yeah, it kind of it kind of topples that that's that um suspension of disbelief where you're kind of like okay mm-hmm. this is this is cool but you know that, yeah. that that's not gonna <laughs> you know because yeah i have i have a really fantasy instead of something that could be real right. yeah I, I could actually sleep at night knowing that this isn't actually happening right yeah that's why i can't watch shit like saw because it's like oh there's some asshole out there doing shit like that like right now yeah yeah, I, I like no. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, like torture, torture, horror. Oh films no, there, like there's that. this place called I think it's McCamey Manor or something like that, where you have to have it actually sign a uh, some kind of contract that because they will torture you in there to get you to leave, so they don't have to pay out the ten grand if you get through it. Wow. And, yeah, and it's basically torture i mean it's I'm what good. it is of course you're going to scream you quit because you don't want to freaking be tortured anyway it's not they say it's a haunted house but it's not really so yeah there, i bet there's some saw shit happening in there for real Oof. yeah wow. no, i'm good <laughs> yikes yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah but i mean brooke i feel like i desensitized myself to like be able to watch this because I was yeah. definitely with you in season one, and by the time season two like came around, I was able to make it through. But it is really rough, and I, I do mean, still have to take breaks because it is dark. And, and that ending—I mean, the, the ending of season two is just like, oh my god! The, could they have used any more fake blood in that? that <laughs> yeah. <ending? laughs> Yep. I think crap. the country ran out after that one was done. Yeah, I think we went on a shortage or something. Yep. But that was just, I mean, and that was, that was, you know, like we'd mentioned earlier, that was, you know, very emotionally charged. You know, Hannibal absolutely felt betrayed, 
you know, as soon as he smelled Freddie Lowndes on him, mm-hmm. uh, that was it. That, that it was just that that look. You know, he gave that instant look like son of a bitch, and then it was like, well, that's it. And he knew his his mind was made up right then, even though they were still talking about the dinner and this and that and what they were planning on doing. But because he knew he was being played, he um, he had already made his mind up, and so he was ready to do what he what he did. And um, and when he took Abigail's life like that, that was just wow. Yeah. That whole ending was just, I mean, I remember sitting there the first time I watched it going, holy shit. I just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then that's, and then, and then when he walks out in the rain at the end and just kind of lets the rain wash over, I'm like, okay. And then walks out and he walks away and it's like, wow. And then we well, see him. Well, everyone's in his house bleeding out. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question. Do you think he felt a version of love for Alana? No, I, I think I think Alana was was a means to an end. I don't think um, I, I definitely think he felt a love for Will. And it's not what, you know, the fans want. Um, it's he he's lonely. I mean, and, that, and that's the bottom line is that you know, Hannibal is this, this this monster of a person, but he still wants to have a connection. He still wants to have somebody who understands him and maybe even, uh, you know, commit these things with him, you know, to, to be able to, to share um, this thing that he does, regardless of how horrible it, it, it can get. Um, and, and he kind of saw a glimmer of that possibility with will and um yeah murder know, life partner who doesn't want yeah, one of those? i mean they call them murder husbands for a reason it's it's just you know um and so that that's why that look that look that he gave and it, it was so nuanced i mean when he could smell freddie i mean i was like whole that was just his heart was broken yeah. You know, it, it's 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 not it's not a love that people. Um, it's not like a romantic love. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna you know they're gonna bone. Yeah, that's not that kind of love. Even though a lot of people would like to see that. It's, yeah, it's different. You know, um, it's it's a it's a companionship and understanding and and oh this person gets me. I'm gonna, you know it's, it's like at the end when when he explains to him you know i let you see me you know how dare you you know i actually opened myself up to you and this is what you did to me and i mean he's he's hurting he's he's upset and that's why i think in season three he acts the way he does and we'll talk about that next time because his demeanor changes he changes as a person in season three which is kind of cool yeah. I, I don't think he loves Alana, but I think he has an abiding respect for her because he did give her a choice, remember? He told her he could she could leave. Yeah. And that any any story any yep. story about the events would, would clear her basically. Yeah. Or he'd have to kill her, you know, and she yeah. chose she chose to try and do the right thing and of course ended up 
thrown out a window. Right. Um, but but so I don't think it's love. No, but I do yeah, think he I has a lot of respect for her and and this and the relationship that they sort of struck up. I I never really bought it as romantic exactly, but but Hannibal because he he he's uh, clearly not well in the head, but he does retain feelings like you were telling is talking about like betrayal, the deep betrayal he felt because mm-hmm. of Will. So he felt something for her, but I don't think it's like romantic love. I'm not sure if that's like a priority for someone like him, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but he still has needs. He's still a man, you know, and yeah. and so maybe that's why he struck that up. But he he was very kind and tender to her mm-hmm. during that time. I mean, like when he was teaching her how to play that instrument, you don't have to touch. I forget what it's called. The theremin. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they had some very kind of touching, tender moments. And I think that's part of what makes him so fascinating because most movies go, or, or even TV shows go for straight psychopath. Yeah. You know, zero to 60 and, and no nuance, nothing in between. And that's what makes this version of Hannibal so unique, I think, is because he does have those feelings and those abilities to strike up new relationships. Yeah, there's layers I, there, and that's kind of cool, you know. But I agree with you that he he does have a respect for her. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, she is a psychiatrist just like him, and he respects, you know, her her medical opinions and things like that, mm-hmm. and respects her as, as a doctor um, and as a person. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. But, yeah, love, no, I don't think he had any of that for her. See, I, I felt like his attachment to her... And I would just call it attachment. I don't think he really is capable of actual love, but he is capable of attachment and affection. And, and like his, I loved how when he was talking with, um, with his therapist, um, oh, what's her character's name? Um, before she recruits himself. Bedelia. Oh, it's Bedelia. Yeah, Bedelia. So he's talking with her and she's like, you're obsessed with him. And he's like, no, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And she says, obsessively. Obsessively, (laughs) yeah. I don't don't know that any of his affections really amount to love, but I would say from what I was watching (laughs) um, with Alana, it seems to be the healthiest attachment, even though there's still like healthy amounts of manipulation in there or heavy amounts, not healthy. Um, I think his attachment with her is the healthiest. It's the, it's the kindest. It's the gentlest. It's, it is this com- camaraderie that she speaks to about knowing him before she knew anyone else and um, trying to see him in this pure way. I think he sees her and is attached to her differently than anyone else in the, in the series. I would agree with that. Yeah, because he could have left her. He could have, like, broken it off after that first night. Because he needed her that first night so he could sneak off and kill people and then come back. Right. And she, she's, she told Jack he was with me all night, you know? Yeah. Um, because, I mean, she was asleep and she didn't know he, he had walked out. He could have just dumped her ass right after that. But he continued, even though he didn't need her for that reason anymore. So there was something there. But, but yeah, I think, Brooke, the word attachment is probably... Yeah, I think that's really spot on. Yep. Yep. That's that's kind of what I was getting at as I wanted to talk about that cuz I was like there's something in that relationship but it's it's uh yeah. Awesome. Any anything else? 
Okay. Well, there is no box office. Um, <laughs> so that's that's fine. We will go straight into studio notes. What what would you change if you had the wherewithal to do so? Kill Abigail in season one. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, we rid of her. Yes, I was so sick of seeing her. Ugh. And seeing her again in season three, I was like, no! And then you're happy because you're like, yay! yay! <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I agree with you all, but I totally get what I didn't because oh, of, of the ending. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, I get it. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I agree. The nice thing about studio notes is we go, I know why they did it, but I still hate it. Exactly. I <laughs> the decision sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally. So my favorite quotes in studio notes were on a Word document that was on my desktop that I cannot access right oh, now because no. my screen's messed oh, no. up. So, um, but what I do remember, it's kind of usual for me, stop killing off the few women of color or the, yeah. you know, that you have. I mean, not only did Beverly die, but Bella died as well. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Jack's wife, you know, and those yeah. are the only two women of color on the show. And, and that's just really tough. Um, more people of color in general, but preferably women. Um, this genre doesn't have a lot of women unless they're victims, usually. Uh, and speaking mm-hmm. of victims, I, uh, I, I, I kind of understand why they did what they did to uh, what's her name, Margot Verger. But I, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just sadistic and it, agreed. It, agreed. It's, just, yeah. it's too much. Not like too yeah, much. Like too like much. not only making her have a, a, a miscarriage because of the car accident, but then taking away her ability. And then oh we didn't even talk about the baby. Oh no that's that's next one. That's, that's next that's season. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's, that's even worse. Crap. Okay. Okay. Yeah that's yeah. bad. But, but, okay. <laughs> I'm mixing up my season. Sorry it's y'all. Cool. It's cool. Um but but we'll yeah Oh my it, gosh. Yeah, we'll she get She suffers so much just in this season. And, you know, she does, you know, eventually get her, her revenge or whatever, but it's still, it's a lot. The misogyny yeah. was just too much for me on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Completely agree. I had that in my notes as well. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? I have one that might be controversial. Oh, okay. Um, I don't like that they started off the season with the kitchen fight between Hannibal and Jack. Oh, how do you think they should have started? Um, I just think that it should have been Will in jail. And that's where that's where it should have started. Because I if if it was if it was only something they were teasing like two or three episodes from then, then okay. But I felt like Millhouse sitting there like fart. They said they were going to the fireworks factory. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory, Bart? Are we there yet? You know, and I, I'm just okay. Like I know they're saying at some point in this season, Hannibal's going to be found out. Great. I already kind of knew that. Yeah. Like, because obviously that's where the show is going. Mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't need to show it at the very beginning of the first episode. And it just, it left me with that uncomfortable, like, anticipation for for the entire season. Um, and people might, and I know why they did it, but yeah. I just it's, I just don't like yeah. it. And, and I, I know what they did too, but I liked it, so... 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, it, totally. I did. I. You said you spent most of the season waiting for it, like for that to play out. Is that what you're implying? Like, yeah, like when yeah. when is this going to happen? I just assumed like, right, right. okay, well, any episode now it's going to happen, right? Like it's going to happen one. this. Yeah, episode, I right? I forgot. But I watched it week oh. to week, and I forgot. <laughs> I, I got oh. so into the season, because we're talking it's like three, four months later, because I don't think they did all 13 in a row. You know how they take breaks sometimes. So we're yeah. talking like three, four months later, and I, I forgot. Yeah, I when totally you look, forgot. When you look at it in that kind of context, when it was, for, when it was initially released on TV, I, I would imagine that it was probably received differently, obviously, if, if you're... If you're streaming it and you're kind of watching you know multiple seasons during a day you know we're trying to get them all in especially for something like this we're trying to rewatch it or whatever um so yeah i could see how you you know you would be like watch that watch that episode and be like oh man and then you're two or three episodes later and you're just like like, like melissa said you forget about it because you're so enthralled in what's going on now mm-hmm. and then you revisit it at the very end and then you're like oh shit i remember when this happened when it first started okay yeah, I think yeah, I I, that's it. Yeah, you, Andy. It was distracting to me through the whole series. I was like, Ugh. but I don't even watch trailers to movies because I don't want to know anything going into it because otherwise my mind will fixate on it. On the and, same way. And I wish that I hadn't. I wish that I hadn't seen that part. Just they to show way to too much stuff. Organically enjoy the rest. Yeah. Enjoy. So the interesting the difference. Yeah. It's- yeah, it's fascinating. Yep. W- which is why I said controversial, because I think <laughs> it, it's just a, it, you know, it's an aesthetic choice and it's a, you know, it's going to work for some people. It's not going to work. But yeah, others. but it's subjective like any other form totally. of art. So yeah, totally. I mean. Yeah. Um, JB, did you have any studio notes or? I think we covered most of them other than my hatred okay. for Abigail. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, okay. baby. Okay. Do we have any favorite one-liners or quotes? You slice the ginger. I. Yeah, that's a great one. I love the whole end where he's up against the fridge, bleeding out, and they have that really in-depth heart-to-heart. Like, what did you think you would change me? Right? Didn't I? That kind of thing. Um, mm. Because you, because you really see what everyone's perceptions were of what they thought the other character was going to do or feel, and they were both yeah. wrong. Yeah, um, I, I thought that was the epitome of that second season. Is everybody tried to do something that ended up being exactly the opposite of what happened, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's a longer quote, so I won't I won't belabor it here. But that I thought that was that was my favorite part is just that whole repartee there at the end and then anything with Jillian Anderson but y'all are sick of me talking about that so oh god I love her oh one of my favorite ones with her actually is when um she's asking Hannibal you know how long how long is this flirtation with the FBI gonna you know continue and she's like uh she's like they 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 have no idea what you're capable of and he looks at her and goes neither do you and I'm like oh shit (laughs) he just has that little half smile on his face like bitch you have no idea that was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. On on some of those same lines, um, I liked when Hannibal and Will are talking about Mason. Hannibal says, Mason's discourteous. Discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me. Yeah. Have you thought about eating him? And 
Hannibal says, whenever feasible, one should eat the rude. And Will says, free range rude. Mason Verger is a pig. He deserves to be somebody's bacon. Free range rude is so great. I like that free range rude. He deserves to be someone's bacon. I like that. That was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I'm not sure if I'm mixing up seasons here, but didn't is this the season where Bedelia she's she goes to Will when he's in that cage, and she's like, "I believe you." Yep, like, that's the yep. season. I yep. I don't know if it's her delivery or what, but that line made me so happy. Also because you just want someone to be on Will's side. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His, his you know he's right. That. <laughs> yeah. That that's my right. second favorite line of the season is she's like, I'm Hannibal Lecter's psychiatrist, and he's like, What's, what's that, that like? like? Yeah, what, what's <laughs> that like? <laughs> oh, so yeah. That that's great. That and that delivery of I believe you. Mm-hmm. You're right, Melissa. It just like it it just like it cuts through everything else and you're just like, Oh, there's like release and like yeah you know and 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 hugh dancy really emotes that very well in his reaction to that line you know given to him he's just like what wait what you know like oh my god yeah oh i do i remember the other one the the very first episode where they're fishing and jack goes you hook them all reel them in Mm -hmm. or i'll land them sorry you hook them all land them i i forgot because it's you know, you forget the first couple episodes because you end up watching them so quickly back to back. But I, I love he's, that he's, scene. He's a good, he's a good fisherman. Yeah, I love yeah. that scene where they're out there for no reason, just stark contrast to the rest of the the episodes, and they're just sitting out there fishing, and that line comes up. I forgot about that. That was another good one. Well, I, like. I really liked. I think it was episode six or seven when Jack walks in and. Will is gone in his mind in the stream fly fishing and Jack goes, Where were you just now? And he goes, Gone fishing. Just like <laughs> yep. so deadpan that I was like, That's clever. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it's him retreating to his mind palace and mm-hmm. next season we'll see Hannibal retreating to his. Yep. It's it's just such a good contrast between the two of them and like <laughs> what what they what they want what they desire and yeah uh, i think that's i think that's really great okay um best side character i mean i feel like i have to pour one out for beverly cats here beverly yes yeah she was still the best even though she's only in half the season yeah roughly yeah yeah. I was going to say Abigail because I know her. <laughs> <is Jennifer. laughs> well done. <laughs> I think we talked about a lot of them. I mean, Jeremy Davies' character is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Bedelia. So Bedelia is yeah. great. Yeah. 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 I mean, it kind of continues from the first season where there's just a lot of really good side characters and um, a few. And as far as like lost, the original crew. Did. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm, I don't know. I like Jimmy Price a lot. He's just funny. He's always yeah. got these little quips that are just hilarious to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's always uh, not not as much as uh um yeah or yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Price is Scott Thompson. So yeah, I get yeah. their character names mixed up. Which ones yeah, they are? Yeah. But yes. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Yeah. Yes, don't He's... make me go into a long thing about the kids in the hall again. I'll, yeah, I'll... no. Go, go back to season one and listen to our thing about kids in the hall. Yeah. Oh, God. I was going to listen to that hall. tomorrow, actually, because I have to work, but I'm working from home, so I can I can have it on oh. while I'm here working. So. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, it. There are no songs in this. Um, the music show it to kids. Amazing. Show it to children. <laughs> okay. Children love this. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. That's the Can last one. You're jumping song? the gum. I just couldn't wait oh, to show it to every child. <laughs> oh, Hannibal does write a song, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even okay. use chopsticks on the end. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Well done. Okay, by, by, by default, I guess that wins. <laughs> um, is this a good movie by which I guess we mean season of television? Yes. Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Brooke. Um, I mean, it was well done. I can't say that it's bad. So fine. You but you don't like it. Yeah. But I no. don't like it. Perfectly, perfectly acceptable. Very good. We bullied you into saying it was good. <laughs> good for us. I mean, we they, won. They, they executed very well. Beautifully. <laughs> executed. They executed a lot. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. really executed. Thank you. <laughs> um, is the main character by which I am going to define here as Will Graham a good person? Yikes! I mean, he's trying to be, but he's slipping. You know, he's he's <clears throat> kind of. You can feel him sort of slipping into Hannibal's clutches. You know, it, it's. Yeah, he, he, his roller coaster through all the seasons is crazy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I would say absolutely yes. Like, for what he's up against and the amount of genuine willpower that it is taking to hold on to what he has left of himself through most of this season, absolutely. Mm. I think he's outperformed what would be expected or possible of most people. I would have to agree that he's a good person. I think that he is in a situation where he's outgunned. Um, and he's really trying hard to navigate that. And he's having to get really creative to try to navigate that. Which, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, has some results that may not seem like something a good person would do. Um, but I think that... At his core, he, unlike Hannibal, is, is a good person. Well, and to your point, that's what Gideon says, right? Like, he's smoke. You, the only way to catch him is to kill him, right? And yeah. Will goes, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But in in order to not do that, he has to do all of this other stuff, right? right. Like, he has to get into the mind of evil to defeat evil rather mm -hmm. than just kill him. And I, I right. that's why, you, you know, that character is so interesting to both main characters, yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think this is as close as he could get as close as you can without going over, right? Like the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That is, uh, yep. Not, not quite crazy. Not quite evil. Um, Will Graham, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we show this to children? Where's some kids? <laughs> Children, no. Neighborhood children, no. come watch this show. Oh my god! <laughs> it was on a network television channel. That's fine. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, maybe Hannibal Friday. watched it as a child and then went back in time, <laughs> and yeah. now he is who he is. 
Yeah. I mean, it was on a Friday night. Nobody watches it on a Friday night, Andy, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of Hannibal as a child, here we come to new business in the next episode. In season three, we go back to Hannibal's old haunts. And in lieu of us having to watch Hannibal Rising and do an entire se- an entire episode on Hannibal Rising, we will take five minutes next episode to say bad things about that movie. That's fair. I accept. <laughs> I, accept I haven't challenge. seen that movie, so I guess well, I optional. Don't, let's let's make it optional at okay. this point because yeah. I don't don't you don't have to watch it. It's not worth watching. It's, Can we get extra credit. I mean, I've seen sure. it. Sure, but... <laughs> yeah, it's extra credit, extra podcast credit. Yeah. Just watch the honest trailer on YouTube, and you'll have more fun. There you go. <laughs> I'm guessing what we see of Hannibal's past in season three is superior to Hannibal Rising. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's why, um, it, yeah. So that's why that's why I'm saying like let's not do it because we've gone back and forth, and I've always been like, oh yes, like we should we should watch the entire franchise and even the bad ones because we watched all the bad Bond movies. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna save us on this one. Okay. It's just it's just so kind of like if we were to do Ghostbusters. Would you really make us watch part two again? I mean, oh, that's know. that's terrific. <laughs> you take that back. You take oh, the, you wow. take mood slime back. <laughs> we just we just watched Ghostbusters too. No uh, way! I love Ghostbusters ago. too. Oh, I yeah. do not like that movie uh, at all. Hannibal the Carpathian, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have mixed feelings about it. So. Um, it is my least favorite Ghostbusters movie. It is terribly it bad, way. though. Right. It has um, the best soundtrack. Shout out, Vanilla Ice. Uh, and Bobby Brown. Yeah, and Bobby Brown, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. No, you're not, you're not, you're not going to win the over. <laughs> yeah. that at all. Yeah. Um, so are we going to compare and contrast next week as well? Because I will. Yes. Because like, like, this is the third time we'll be seeing the Tooth Fairy. Yes. You know what I mean? So we've got That's going to be the, and that's going to be like, along with our normal stuff, be ready to say like, who's, who's the best Francis Dollar Hyde? Who's the best Hannibal Lecter? Who's, who's your best Will Graham? And who did, well, yeah, I mean, I think, (laughs) I think the answers to many of these are, are good, but like, let's, let's, uh, um, we can we can talk about those things and, cool. and be ready to compare and contrast. Yeah. I'm excited. Manhunter versus Red Dragon versus yeah. season three. Yeah. This is gonna be fun. Cool. I wish yeah. Marco was coming to do that because I think he'd have a good insight. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Okay, so that's that's season three, um, and we will see you then. Thanks everybody for being here. Have a great holidays. Um, get Happy- your vaccine booster and yeah, be safe. Thank you, that will be all. God damn it, that's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye.